Welcome to Beyond Norms. I'm your host, Vanessa Candioti. Beyond Norms interviews norm shakers, entrepreneurs, movers, anyone who makes you realize that your wildest dreams can actually come true. I hope you enjoy and get inspired. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Beyond Norms. I am your host, Vanessa Candioti. Today, I have the great honor to welcome straight from Oahu, Leanne Tan Anderson, another amazing soul who is actually a soul coherence guide. So welcome, Leanne. Hi, Vanessa. Thank you for having me on this show. Oh, thank you for taking the time. We are 12 hours apart right now, and I feel closer to you than ever, actually. Um, we met about a year and a half ago in Oahu. I showed up some, I don't even remember what time it was, completely jet-lagged in your home with uh, dear Carmela Fleury and you were the most gracious host. I remember vaguely crossing the street barefoot and landing in the most beautiful uh, ocean spot where the waves were calling us and the sand was white as one would imagine the amazing beaches of Hawaii. And since then, um, yeah, we haven't met physically again, but you've been in my life through, um, you've, been, you've been working with Jen Bauer, who was also on this podcast as one of the experts on her um, nature coaching um, course. And, um, and now I really want to have you and know more about what you do, you're an expert with essential oils. I know you heal others from the depth of their soul. This is why you name, you call yourself, how do you call yourself again, please? Can you repeat? Yes, Soul Coherence Guide. And uh, would you like me to explain why? I would love that. Mm -hmm. So the, the premise of my work is to bring our souls, which I truly believe is um, going to vibrate at the frequency of unconditional love if only we come into coherence. And many of us feel dissonance because of um, whether it's past trauma or uh, just the way that we are in um, relationship with our environment, um, our uh, people that are around us, ourselves. And so the premise of that work is really um, connecting heart to heart with my clients, my friends, my family, you know, just living it in a way that models what it means to be incoherent the the way that the universe works for me is the metaphor of music so music being how everything vibrates at their own frequency and when it is in harmony it's truly beautiful and that beauty is the sense of bliss and joy and with all the um, grief and um, sadness of, of the way life unfolds, but navigating that in, in this um, place of coherence is uh, what I love to guide people to, to really embody. Mm. And what tools do you use to get to this place and does one need to be in Oahu to do this work with you because you've lived throughout the world we'll talk about that later you are of Chinese origins born and raised in Malaysia your husband is from Oregon in the U.S. your children are American you've lived in Japan you've lived you've, been, you've lived 
throughout the world. And um, so does one need to be in Hawaii in order to do this work with you? No, that's the short answer. Um, earlier, you mentioned how we only met once and yet we've been uh, connected. So if we agree that our body and our, um, our being in this world is really made up of energy and vibration. We can feel each other through the, the ethers right now in, on a call here. Like I can sense you and feel you. And this relationship uh, can be deepened and cultivated even when we're not in each other's presence. Of course, touch is one of the most powerful, um, you were asking me what tools, Touch is one of those um, modalities, if you will, that is really, really powerful in bringing our body into coherence. And so I do have in-person, uh, we call it raindrop technique sessions. And really it is an energy healing session. So everything I do is about energy. And that is when we partner with the essence of plants in the form of essential oils. And we, I uh, will really touch and um, allow those uh, essential oils to enter the body and intelligently go where it knows to go to heal from inside out. And that also entails reprogramming and re-prioritizing uh, the emotions that we express as emotional beings, emotions being energy in motion, because emotions are the messages in which our soul speaks to us. And there is this human tendency to go towards the 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 lowest common denominator um, that is expressed usually um, as anger or uh, something that we would deem negative. Um, but what we start to realize is that when we pay attention to, to these um, sort of risings within us, we are able to take that energy, transmute it like an alchemist and express it in a way that contributes to the beauty in this world mm. and contributes to the unfolding of um, the awakening, if you will, of ourselves and others around us. So are you talking about service here? Um, service is... The empowered service is the work at its most fundamental. And what I mean by that is when we start to realize that, you know, we can, so I'm, I'm going all over the place here and I, and I will get back to your question uh, earlier, but if you view our body as um, a musical instrument, like we are made in such a way that we can make sound and we can sing and we can chant and we can speak. So speaking becomes this um, important way in which we bring consciousness and thought into being. And so the service that we uh, express is almost like trusting and surrendering into being a conduit for universal energy and divine love to come through when we speak. Mm. That service is because that is what that person needs to hear at that time for their, uh, their own um, evolution mm. so 
do you hear what that person needs for their own evolution or do they hear does your client or the person you work with hear what is needed for them to evolve mm -hmm. so this goes back to your question about my tools yeah and i i want a precursor here by saying that i've moved away from calling these tools because these are also in my mind living living beings um, mm. what i used to call tools are plants and plant medicine and essential mm. oil okay and now i i refer to them as partners they they partner with me in order to create this sacred space in which healing occurs Uh, when I'm in relationship both with them, in right relationship with them, with myself, and with the person in which I am um, holding that space for. So when I use oracle cards, for instance, oracle cards, and I study with um, Alana Fairchild a fair bit, and I use her cards a lot because I find the frequency of her messages very resonant with me and with the people that I do the readings for. It's really um, amazing how many times they say, that was exactly what I needed to hear. How did you know? Because a lot of these um, a lot of these people are not people I know. They had just uh, come in through my website. They are filling in a three-question um, survey in order for me to do this remote reading. And that's just one of the services I provide, this remote reading. And I leave them a voicemail. And they hear it and they tell me that it's Oh, my so God. I want to do that, Leanne. <laughs> Absolutely. We will I want you to put the pause here because there is so many things racing through my mind you're like my dream my dream person here having a conversation with and I want to say that I've experienced you okay first in your house for 24 hours but then you were hosting your retreat with Carmela in Oahu and I experienced your truth your um your own coherence. Um, you are 50? Are you 50 years 48. old? You're 48, just, sorry. You just for, turned 48. You look like you're about 35 years old. I know that your secret is plants, essential oils, and more plants, and the way you live coherently with nature and with your family. You're not um, a hippie either. Uh, I can relate to you. And um, there is just a lot of grace everywhere. And uh, I know that when I was in your presence, you, you've kind of opened my eyes to wanting to live more in coherence with nature. And then, of course, we go back to our old ways. But um, if that, you know, I would like you right now to share maybe a little bit how your journey with plants began and, and um, maybe I think you have a gift with, you know, you went for essential oils and you, you, um, you use, uh, uh, are they uh, young living essential oils and you have about 200 people who, um, who listen to you in terms of what to use and how to sell those oils and you have also a podcast and a Facebook group called Sensible Tribes and um, anyways can you please tell us like what made you go towards essential oils and what is your gift with those plants and how did you feel called to them? Mm -hmm. You know the the universe works in really mysterious ways and when I when we have the the benefit and the gift of hindsight you see how every step was um, another uh, layer unveiled towards the, your destiny which which is continuing we we don't know what's ahead of us um, but if I was to go back and talk about how I came into um, really being embraced by the plants, it was a series of, um, I guess, 
dissonance in my life. And it was stress from going through two whole years of full-time study at a master's degree in international environmental policy and management of nonprofit organizations. And, And of course, how I got there was really a whole life of searching and searching and knowing that something about the environment is calling me. And it was always a, a voice in my head, which, which is not necessarily a voice I can hear, but a nagging of, um, we need to do better. We need to do better. And, you know, what are we doing in terms of uh, connecting people to the environment? And, you know, this is a different way I tell the story because there's many, many interviews where I tell the same story over again. But I want to bring up this point of, when I was, because you're a new mother, when I was, I was a serial school interviewer, <laughs> literally. My son, who's 19 now, has gone to at least seven schools in his whole school career. <laughs> and I would ask them, how do you uh, incorporate the idea of environmental um, education in your curriculum? And they would go on and on about, we have recycling bins, we have, uh, you know, extensive climate change education. We have all of these things that just made my heart ache. And I would be like, no, that's not what they need. We are absolutely putting fear in our children's hearts in order to get them to make a difference. And to me, that was like the biggest uh, problem with Asian parenting is strike fear in them so they will do what we think is right. Um, So off off topic, but, you know, my mom threatened me so many times that um, she didn't threaten me, but she would tell me the story of how people, uh, children who didn't listen to the parents would be sent off to jail or be chopped up and boiled into soup, things like that. (laughs) When I finally found what resonated with me was a Waldorf school for my my son at that time. And it was, we take them on nature walks. We allow them to play in nature with no um, agenda. We are not averse to them taking sticks and, and pretending to sword fight. How many times I've been in communities where the mothers would be like, oh my God, stop you know, you got the box. And, and I would know that that was not my truth because my insides would just twist and like, no, let them play. Let them climb the tree. Let them, you know, engage with this uh, playground that is here for our um, learning and our evolution. So, so I was at uh, master's school and um, literally I collapsed after graduation in June for about two weeks with a high fever because I was just so focused on studying so hard. And anyway, that really started my journey into questioning here I am breaking my own body for studying about something I'm so passionate about. How, how does that, um, you know, obviously something's wrong. And what I found in all the steps that led to me really learning about essential oils and using it. And, and the truth is I had been using essential oils for more than 10 years before I started using Young Living was that um, I started to feel the, the real impact within me and started to see a way in which coherence can be um, present in all of my dreams and visions and desires. And what I was being shown was the vision of um, supporting women and children around the world, which was what I thought I would do. I had interned with the UNDP the United Nations Development Program in New York for two weeks as part of my program. 
And I was all really excited about helping women and children in developing countries with environmental policy. Um, that would mean I would be sort of in um, an ivory tower working on my computer all day, thinking I was helping women and children on the ground in mm. developing countries. That just didn't sound right to me. So, so it was um, a marriage of that vision that now I can absolutely see the results and, and work in relationship with these women and children with their health and their abundance. Um, and then this other vision of the environment, what then I realized was, wait a minute, it's not about saving the world. It's about communicating and um, developing a deep love and uh, living in reciprocity with Mother Earth. And one of the beautiful things about essential oils is that it enters our um, olfactory system, goes right into our limbic system where our memories and our emotions are stored and very much at an unconscious level. It works within us to really start to awaken and um, allow us to remember that we are part of nature and we are really, um, that, that there's that love that wants to embrace us all around us. And so many times, like I have 70,000 people in the Sensible Tribe and I've heard hundreds, if not thousands of stories. I myself being one of them, I started using it for physical reasons, physical um, beauty reasons. Right, I had acne, I had hives. I was like, nope, I cannot, I had eczema. So I cannot be in this world not looking perfect. Uh, weight loss, you know, whatever it was, it was all physical. And the stories of, oh, now I wanna eat organic. Now I want to make sure that the plants around me are not sprayed with pesticide. Now I want to be sure that my purchases support and uplift the, the people who work in the farms and all of that awakening uh, happened through just inhaling these oils with so something completely separate from uh, this idea of connecting with the environment. So, so that then was another um, facet of it. It, it really is beautiful how it all turned out. And it's, it, you know, there's much more I can say about it, but. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Well, um, first of all, what strikes me the most is uh, learning through pleasure, through our senses, through our awe, instead of being forced to learn through fear fear that our planet will disintegrate or disappear, fear that our world is coming to an end, fear that, fear, fear, fear. And, um, and I, my, my, my little boy is now six and a half months. And, um, and every day I feel more love. I feel more love. And, uh, I would say that as a highly sensitive person, I resonate and I feed off other people's energy as well. And being so close to him uh, makes me more loving in general. And, um, and the last thing I want right now is to infuse fear in him, even when he falls, even when he you know, is exploring food. I don't care if there's going to be food everywhere. It's actually like painting a canvas. Um, anyways, but um, so that's the number one thing. And I can also relate through you studying so hard and then feeling kind of empty afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, yes. That was my feeling after writing my book a little bit. It was hard and I felt like my work was done and I felt a little empty. And, um, and 
but I guess it it takes us doing what we feel is the right thing to do in order to find out. You know, we we put goals on on a sheet of paper like tick tick tick, and if I reach those goals, then I shall be happy. I should live happily ever after, but the emptiness, kind of if we're in tune with ourselves, we realize the excitement of reaching the gold wears off in about two and a half minutes. And then we're left with the emptiness of, you know, what the initial drive to reach those goals was at first. So I guess... What I like with your work is about how foundational it is. That coherence, that soul coherence is at the root of everything we attract, everything we're going to go for. And, um, you know, again, talking about the example of having spent five days with you in Hawaii, but you exhale in, you know, you, you, you feel that coherence already when I sat uh, and had shared a meal in your home that you had cooked from going to the beach to, yeah, everything, everything you shared um, had that same vibrancy, frequency. And, um, I don't believe in perfection. I don't believe in that uh, everlasting perfection. Everything uh, changes constantly. But what I do believe is that at some point we can vibrate high enough to, you know, not let ourselves drag down by the imperfections. They are there. We may look better on some days than others. We may have more physical energy on days than others, or more inspiration, or more creativity. Yet, when we feel that coherence and are aligned with our soul, um, it's as if we overlook, we, we kind of vibrate much higher than all of those imperfections that are there anyways. So we can either lay in our muck or we can join Leanne and somehow start surfing that Hawaiian wave you guys are so famous for. Is that right? Oh, I have uh, a few responses to that if you will allow me. Uh, first, I want to acknowledge your um, your idea that there is no perfection. And I want to introduce the concept of the cycle of birth, growth, um, maturity, death, and rebirth. And it is very much the way that I live my life. And so I wanted to mention it is the new moon today. It's usually around three days around the dark moon. And this is when we, you know, we are going into a kind of a womb and reflecting on and listening on what it is our next best step is. And, and it's not always um, a step forward. It, it, life happens kind of like in a spiral. So we may always be um, moving because change is inevitable, but sometimes we move back and sometimes we move forward and we allow it and we surrender to it. And Addressing, you know, kind of going all over the place, but with the same central theme, you know, addressing your idea of doing all the work, picking goals off and feeling empty afterwards. I want to invite you to think of that as how um, we are living from our mind and our thought space is 
sort of our inner critic is um, coming up and wanting analysis and judgment and, and validation and all of that. Whereas if we move away from our, our mind and into our heart and really start to trust that our visions, our dreams, our goals, if you will, are really a remembrance of the future. In other words, when we tap into that uh, coherence, think of it as a streaming of uh, information that is now available to us because we are, uh, if you, if you want to use the analogy of a, a radio, right, we're, we're in the right frequency. And so then all that information comes. And a lot of these visions, these goals, these dreams, they come when we least expect it. And many times, which is why I advocate going out into nature, it's when we are so relaxed and we feel this love of nature embracing us that all of a sudden this idea comes to us. And then in our, uh, our mind state, we whip out our diary and write it down. And it's like, that's my goal, right? And we want to make it smart and we want to make it measurable. Um, but so I am advocating for this surrender to, yes, I've been shown this vision. I've been shown this vision of a book that is going to help all these um, entrepreneurs uh, go through the steps of creating a business that honors their energetic centers, right? Their chakras, which by the way, I love and I love, love, love your book, um, The Jewel Process. And because it's very much in alignment with how I believe that the, the map we've been given for soul coherence is our energetic centers, our chakras. And so there's, it's very, um, very comprehensive how we can use our chakras to um, guide us. But when we, we finish the project, just like I was um, going through my master's degree, which by the way, <laughs> um, I studied so hard that I came out uh, I received the highest GPA and I got a, uh, a plaque with my name on it. And then I'm like collapsed, you know, it's like classic. <laughs> and, and just like you um, putting all your effort and, and making this beautiful book and then you feel empty, but bear with me here. What I'm really trying to say is that if we can then um, just rest in that, what we think is emptiness, but rest in that sense of, um, you know, zero point or, or void where it's like my work is done, right? It's, it's almost as if we, we get into the space of um, what's my next instruction, right? What's my next um, line or, or step to take? but it only will emerge if we take the pause and it's a sacred pause, which in our modern society is frowned upon. And it's like, okay, goal done, what's next? And our soul knows that we need downtime and we need to integrate what has just happened. And it has taken up a lot of our energy, but it was required of us because it was necessary for our soul growth. I want you so, to stop here and now because yeah. the downtown or the, the need for the soul to recuperate after we've put so much energy. I don't know for you, but I've told myself many times that I made a mistake writing this book, that it, cost me so much energy and time and took me off the grid that I probably lost my alignment, um, which I don't think is true. But at times, yes, I did. it did cost me on a few things. Do you, did you feel that same way about your studies, that you made a mistake at times or that, mm -hmm. please tell us about, you know, when we feel that, is it a mistake? Is it because we've, we've 
acted out of alignment that we feel so depleted after? Mm-hmm. So there are two ways or more to look at that. One is really thinking of where you are now and going back in time to, you know, if, if we believe that where you are now with Adam is absolutely where you want to be because um, you are, it's the best thing that's happened to you and you are so much in love with this being that's in your life. Now, if you go back, think about the transition from when you read, you wrote the book and you start to notice that if you didn't write the book, you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but if you were with someone, you want them to go through that thought process themselves, right? Don't tell them the answer. But the truth is you will find that your life's trajectory would have been very different if you didn't write that book. Yeah. Would you agree? Yes. Because when you wrote that book, it probably led to some other thing, which led to another thing, which led to another thing, which leads to you and Adam right now with him being in your arms. Yes. And yeah. And so we have this tendency to want to know what's right and what's wrong and what, what is necessary and what is not, or um, using our energy wisely. Right. Um, But again, the universe works in such mysterious ways. Sorry, you're on mute. I say sorry. I thought my baby was screaming. This is why we're interrupted. Let's keep going. Sorry about that. Yeah. (laughs) No, no worries. I was just saying that the universe works in such mysterious ways that really we are not here to question. We're here to be ready to receive and to be so aware that what is uh, in alignment with our truth is going to show us uh, that we feel pleasure in that. And I would venture to say that while you were writing the book, and and I want you to, our listeners also to understand that hard does not necessarily equate to wrong, um, and easy does not necessarily equate to right. Just because something is easy doesn't mean it's right or it's the truth for us. And just because something is hard doesn't mean it's not right for us. And... I would venture to say that while you were writing that book, you were in this space of flow in a hard way because we have to um, align with uh, this download that takes effort. And it takes enough effort over our lifetime to get into this higher frequency, as you say, that makes it a little more accessible. I wouldn't say it's easier, but maybe it's more accessible. So it's still that hard decision to say, I'm going to sit today. I'm going to sit and just be. (laughs) Um, So what I'm saying is that while you're writing the book, it was really pleasurable for you in, in ways that it's hard to describe because it's difficult to sit there, but then when it comes, it's like, yes. Would you agree? Wait, you're on mute. I would agree. And I would actually even add that for me, the book was about finding my voice. I, I started as a leaflet, as a booklet. And somehow it turned into a book, and but I soon, very early enough, realized I couldn't write. And so it, I was guiding meditations at the time, at the same time while I was writing the book. So a lot of meditation. And as I guide those meditations, I speak. And basically a few years down the line, I realized, wow, I have found my voice. So as soon as my writing voice started sounding like my speaking voice, where I literally 
feel an alignment within me when, when it's right, when it's my voice. Uh, because I had to rewrite my book about a few months before the launch date as I realized that it wasn't my voice, most of it. I had worked with somebody <coughs> who was teaching me to write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, but it wasn't my voice. So two months before the launch, I was like, or three months, I was, I thought, that cannot be it. It is so boring. So I slashed a lot out. I rewrote and I just realized, okay, this is not as brilliant as I thought it would be, but I have to put this into the world. However good or bad it's going to be, just have to see, you know, I have to birth my baby. And that's where everything lined up, like a, an amazing, uh, somebody who helped me publish the book, uh, uh, illustrator, you know, everything lined up. Um, the most amazing book launch, which I wish I would have known you would have come from Hawaii. <laughs> um, anyways, but uh, um, yeah, I believe that hard does not mean out of line and easy does not mean um, aligned. Um, there is a resonance. You talk about resonance constantly and we feel it inside. Carmela was my first interviewee and she talked about, uh, you know, voicing her truth and, and how to, how does she act, you know, when she knows that she's not aligned, what does she do? And, and she said, you know, it's just the, a different taste within and she has her back against the wall about many things that she's not in agreement with and you know it's a whole we know it even if on the outside when we're not aligned it looks like we're aligned deep down we all know it and we're not gonna you know sleep as well live as well and you're vibrancy and your resonance is of one that can help others rise up to their highest self I would say I want to um, on one last thing you shared that you just bought a land in Hawaii that sounds pretty special and you're gonna uh, by the end of your year welcome um People who want to, if you're in Europe, travel um, half around the world, it's worth it, by the way. And if you're in the U.S. or anywhere else closer where to where Leanne is, travel closer to do one-on-one -on -one healing work with people on this land. Can you share more about it, please? Yes, thank you for bringing that up. So I had been shown a vision of a piece of land with a stream running through it. And I had even written in my journal, you know, I had started the search about two, three years ago. Even when I met you, I think I spoke about it and, and you yeah. said, you know, there's no space here that has that vibe that would really resonate with me for my healing sessions. So this came into uh, my stewardship in a, in a really magical way. It, we had just spoken about it to our realtor that day. And sure enough, that night it came up on the market. She was the very first one to contact them. There were um, five or six showings after our showing, which was the very first they, they opened it up to. And so we got an offering right away and um, it was accepted. And we're in partnership with our friends who run the Wild Kids uh, Association here. So it is going to be a space where we are going to allow for connection to the land 
definitely for children, for kids, uh, open to volunteer, and that connection is going to be deepened and cultivated and hopefully spread uh, wherever these people go. My personal vision for it is to hold events as well as personal healing sessions. And this this vision um, that I hold dear to my heart is, for instance, where a client comes early in the morning because in the Taoist philosophy, uh, you know, as we cultivate energy in our movement in Qigong, and I practice uh, this internal martial arts, uh, they call it Shen Gong, which is very spiritual and very much about moving the body and cultivating and deepening the relationship with the qi that's all around us. So in the morning is when that is the, the most powerful from the sun. So I imagine somebody coming in the morning and we start with some real movement and, and it's, it's so intimate, it becomes erotic. You know, it's like this, this love making to the, the elements around us. And there's a river running through and the stream is making its own music and the birds are all just singing away and the trees are rustling and there's a bamboo forest there. Um, so I'm leading this person through this intimate lovemaking. We, we settle down into a tea ceremony in our meditation hut and we do a little debrief on, um, you know, what's going on for that person. The, the, the truth that wants to bubble to the surface, but they haven't been able to voice it. And being in that surrounding where I'm holding sacred space for them and for them to know that it's safe, it's safe to speak the truth. Allowing that to come out, uh, maybe doing some, of course, doing some meditations and ceremonies around what needs to be released and what wants to be expressed giving space for them to receive messages and uh, then holding this ceremony ritual around receiving messages again through um, oracle cards and throughout it all tapping into the essence of plants through essential oils and the fragrance which is pleasurable and then really ending the day with um, being on the, the table doing an energy healing and touch and um, integrating and sealing that deep healing in. Um, to me, that sounds so delicious and so juicy. And the truth is many, many um, healers get to a point in their lives where it doesn't make any more sense to give personal attention to one person. And it, it's just the economics of how they're making their living. I have no judgment against that. Um, but the way I've structured, the way I've structured how I am gifted with abundance, again, that was all part of the universal design and my progressive mindset is that I am able now with the abundance that comes in for me to truly give my attention to one person at a time. Oh, you're amazing, Leanne. You're, <laughs> you are abundant. You are abundant. You're Thank abundant. You. You're hardworking and the way you go about things. Um, I wouldn't say it's effortless. No, that's not the word. It's joyful. Yeah. You're excited about what you do and you mm -hmm. share that and you breathe that and it's, yeah, it's joyful. And um, it's literally about seeing the glass half full or half empty and, and you see it half full. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to take a deep breath here because it's been amazing having you on this show um i'm so grateful you're uh, the eighth person i get to interview since i had the download on the one day i was walking with my little baby and holding him carrying him and i just thought 
I want to start a podcast, but I wanted to do that many years, but I just thought there are so many podcasts out there and never, you know, why would I do one? And I realized now that this podcast is more of a testament to right now it's only been ladies, but to people I admire, to my friends, because all of the people I've interviewed so far, my friends, I even though I've only met you in person for five days, I consider you a friend mm-hmm. and a soul sister. And um and we're and I'm so grateful for you sharing your story and uh and if anyone wants to know more about your work and your offerings, they can go on your website. Can you share that with us, please? Yes, it's leeyenanderson.com. So it's L-E-E-Y-E-N Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.com. Yes, leeyenanderson.com. Um, everyone, if you are in need of guidance, if you're in need of realignment and uh, if your soul is is struggling to find its way out you know in in the lifestyle you're living you can even drop a line to Leanne and I'm sure she'll help you somehow she'll enable <laughs> you to to find your realignment again yes. can you I- Remind us how you call yourself on your website, please. Your title. Oh, so Soul Coherence Guide. And um, I am open to having uh, virtual tea with anyone who wants to just chat a little more about how I can help them. And I have uh, the scheduling on my website. So you can just go ahead and look at that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Leanne. And it's, and it's also um, inspiring. You've got a, a child now in college and another one still at home. And, and, you've always, and you've kept going, finding your thing, finding your way and, and knowing that, um, you know, how to juggle being a, a mother, a wife and, and an entrepreneur and a, and a giver especially and how your path is now has made you vibrate so high that you want to share it with others. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I would say that a lot of it is just about being present and not regretting the past or worrying about the future. And I just want to end with this uh, fact that essential oils are the highest frequency known to man like we have measured it and it vibrates really really high and that is part of the reason um i partner with it and it it lifts us up um and so i also wanted to say it's really amazing that it is your eighth episode because eight is a really abundant number and it it represents the infinity sign and symbol and for me and also the, the cycles in which we live. So the infinite cycles. So it's, it's all really uh, part of the reason we're here today. <laughs> Thank you, Leanne. And, uh, and I hope we can see each other again very soon. Yes. Bye-bye. I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yes.